Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema. How are you doing today, Michael? Feeling pretty good this uh, this post Easter. Uh, feel like our time's freed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Watching a little more uh, TV and movies out there, having yeah, fun. Most certainly, you know. Uh, Finished Mandalorian yesterday. Oh, don't tell me. I haven't watched the last episode because right. I was on a plane flying back from our seminary in lovely Fort Wayne, Indiana. Was there a snake on the plane? Uh, no, there oh, were. Check. Uh, there was no Samuel L. Jackson. There were no snakes, no on, snakes a plane. on the plane. Uh, yeah, I experienced three seasons in three days, though. I, I got there, and it was 30 degrees and snowing. In the Windy City. Yeah, and then uh, the next day, it was like 55 degrees and sunny, and you felt like it was the fall. You know, it kind of felt like autumn. Right, right, uh, right. And then yesterday, it was 75 degrees, and it Wednesday. felt like kind of late spring, you know, in uh, that part of the world. Yeah. It's weather schizophrenia. That's, it is. That's what it is. You know, I don't know what else to do with it. But, you know, I, I go to the Fort Wayne Seminary. I, I go visit our faculty there, our staff, the students. We kind of throw a big party in a way. It's like a it's like a, it's like a beer run, you know. I'm, I'm bringing oh, gifts, you know. Are you having uh, a little beer? Uh, working on that. Well, you know, we, we brought gifts of beer, wine, and uh, craft root beer for those who don't imbibe. Uh, it was lovely. And, beer run. Well, you know, it leads us to our movie today. Not a beer run, but the greatest, the greatest beer, beer run. run ever. What made it great? Well, we're going to get to that because <laughs> this movie was released on September 23rd of 2022, and this movie kept popping up because there's so many people in it that are in other movies we have covered on Christ Culture and Cinema. Uh, <laughs> this movie I found on the streaming platform Apple TV. It's a good one. I'm really glad I found this. Uh, we're going to get into it a little bit here, but the cost of this movie, I know you found the dollar cost of 40, IMDb. Yeah, $40 million to make this, which in the big picture with this many actors and actresses and, you know... Uh, well, war. And the like. It's a, it's a war movie, so yeah. there's a lot of big uh, explosions, yeah. a lot of uh, gunfire and bombs. I mean, I'm sure it was yeah. a pretty penny. It wasn't yeah. a cheap one to make. It wasn't a cheap one to make. Because it looked good. It absolutely. It did a good job. And because it's on a streaming platform, we, we don't know how much it actually made. Nope. Uh, but let's talk about the director, Peter Farley. Uh, we know him from... Very different movies than this one. And maybe that's why when we see the title, The Greatest Beer Run Ever, we are immediately linking it to these types of movies in our thoughts. You go back early. Let's let's work backwards for him. Sure. Uh, Dumb and Dumber. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Kingpin. A brilliant movie. Both of them, by the way. They're all something about Mary. Oh, I like that you movie. Know, he, That's a good one. tried to double down with Jim Carrey with Me, Myself, and Irene. Mm, uh, yeah. That wasn't that great. Osmosis Jones, one little little, uh, well, little animation. Yeah, don't forget Shallow Hal, yeah, which is a good Shallow movie. Howl. Fever Pitch. Then he got a little little serious. Yeah. I mean, it's still Jimmy Fallon, so right. it was funny. Right. But a little more of a serious storyline. Yeah. And then Green Book. Well, a, a Hall Pass, mm-hmm. Three Stooges, you know, silly yeah. ones. Yeah. Movie 43, Dumb and Dumber 2. 
Yeah. Like, what was that, 20 years later? Yeah, it was exactly 20 years later. Right. Um, but then, yeah, it comes out of the Green Book, which you and I both said, great movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Great movie. All of a sudden, he's getting a little, little more serious. And, yeah, this title makes it look like we're going to have a National Lampoon's. Well, that's it. I was, you know. Yeah, I was talking to my friend Chuck as we're driving from the Fort Wayne Seminary to Chicago, because there is no way to get to Fort Wayne, by the way. So, uh, flew in and out of Chicago, and, I, you know, I asked him about this movie and he said you know I was, he said he was on a plane flying somewhere and it was on the queue to watch and he thought oh, i'm gonna watch this one it's gonna be like a national lampoon's mm-hmm. animal house or something like that based on peter farley's uh you know resume track record and resume and that is not this movie in fact this may be the the worst titled movie <laughs> ever <laughs> yeah it, it does uh make you wonder it but you know what the fact is based on a true story yeah, brings it back a little bit. Oh, it brings it back yeah. a lot. So let's let's talk about the cast. I I have a fairly robust amount of people today, uh, and I, I kind of put them in uh, groups. Okay, yeah, kind of easy way to look at. I'll try it. to keep up with you. Yeah, you go, baby. So uh, I have the the family first. The family. It's, we have the main character is is Chicky Donahue, uh, and Chicky is played by Zac Efron, and Chicky is is. He, he, Zach does a great job with this character because yeah. he's, you know, call it what it is. He's he's a he's he's a non motivated, completes nothing, hangs out in a bar in Inwood, New York. You know, a, a, one of the suburbs in New York City. There, uh, and Zach really captivates that with the accent, the whole thing. Now he does a good job. Well, we know him from Seventeen again, High School Musical, Hairspray. Hey, hey, hey. High School Musical one, two, and three. Yeah, well, well, one and three, two. Suck. One and three. We want to yeah. acknowledge there was a two. No. He's in Firestarter. He's in The Greatest Showman. That's a great movie. Great movie. We've never done that. Got his uh, voice going. How have we not done that? I don't. Uh, know. I blame you. It's my fault. Yep. Uh, I the movie I think it's often criticized, but I think it's a brilliant comedy. Baywatch. <laughs> but he's, I have not I, watched it. Oh, he is so good in Baywatch. He really is. He's in Dirty Grandpa. Dirty Grandpa with Robert like De Niro. Uh, Neighbors one and two, where you know one. they're the frat boys. Uh, he's in Parkland. That's a very serious movie. S- serious movie. So those are some of the ones I have for Zac Efron. I got Hairspray. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I mentioned a little it. more singing. I I oh, you did yeah, the Lorax. Yeah, I didn't mention the Lorax. Uh, the Paperboy. I was oh. curious about that one because that was a, a weird racing one, whatever. But let's face it. The greatest movie Zac Efron has ever made, mm-hmm. Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. That's true. I forgot <laughs> about that one. Yeah, that's a, There are scenes in that movie that are so funny. That is it's a, a good terrible movie. movie, but there are some great scenes. But every so often, you need a bad, you know, a you bad, funny comedy, and that's one of them. <laughs> that's pretty good. Playing his sister, Christina Donahue, is, um, is Ruby Ashbourne Circus, and... Okay, I just want you to consider some of the things she's been in. Uh, L.A. Cha-Cha, Becoming Elizabeth, uh, The Letter for Taking, but here you go, The ba- the Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. She's yeah. also in The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, playing two entirely different characters. Yeah, I thought that was way. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and then she's also in a little movie called Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. Uh, but she's kind of Sounds up like in, a good one. We should be doing that one. She's younger. She's yeah. you know playing a younger sister. She's kind of up Pretty and coming. Recent. 
But when she was in The Hobbit, she plays a kid once as a hobbit and then once as a, you know, a person from Lake Town, I believe. Uh, playing the father uh, of the Donahue clan, Mr. Donahue, is Paul Adelstein. We know Paul Adelstein from The Land of the Lost. That's the Will Ferrell uh Tra- uh, tragedy of, mm-hmm. a, of a movie but it's i like it it's still stupid and funny uh the menu true story television chicago pd and of course the marvelous mrs mazel which it's of course it's in its last season I'm, I'm uh, gonna, it's gonna be tough for you isn't uh, it it's gonna be very hard i love that he's in get shorty brooklyn 99 prison break and scandal he's got a nice scandal. career yeah now, and, play- and going all the way back to uh, 2000, Bedazzled. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Now, uh, playing Mrs. Donahue is Shirley Ann Callaghan. Uh We know her from American Horror Story, The Blacklist, Law & Order SVU. But there's not a whole lot there. No. Which I find kind of amazing because she's an older actress and not a whole lot listed. Now, let's let's go over to the guys at the bar. You okay. know, love the bar. Now, it all begins and flows with, and this is our moment, playing the colonel, the oh. bartender, the owner of the bar. The goat. Bill Murray oh, himself. So good. Bill Murray. So, I don't know how you figure out movies for him, but let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So, I had five lines for Russell Crowe. Yeah. I have ten for Bill Murray. Yeah. Now, Bill Murray has been around, number one. Huge. He's been around a very, very long time. But I just pulled out some of my favorites this time. Go, baby. All right. He's in Moonrise Kingdom. I watched that at the Faith in Film Festival out in uh, Concordia Seminary, St. Louis. It. Um, it's a good movie. I don't know if you'd like it. It's a little disturbing. Okay. Uh, Rushmore, another great movie. Lost in Translation. Zombieland. Caddyshack. Ghostbusters. The Life Aquatic, a movie we're going to have to do, Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs, okay. Groundhog Day, The Monument Men. What do you have? I'm going to stop there. I know oh, boy. you're going to Well, have of your... course, we have to do our Christ Culture and Cinema one, so Zombieland 1 and 2. Well, I got Zombieland. You got Zombieland yeah. 2. There uh, you go, for sure. Uh, where are some other ones? I, I haven't seen Rock the Cash by yet. I uh, want to see that. Okay. St. Vincent, I was told by my son, Addison, said that we've got to see it. And I've seen scenes. I mean, that's one of those movies where okay. they have scenes that come up on, on the social media that are mm-hmm. good. So i got to watch that one yet. Um. Let's see. Of course, there's the the little Charlie's Angels interesting part where he only got one in and they got rid of him. You always wonder. Yeah. He is he is tough to work with. What about Bob? It's still one of my favorites. What about Bob? One of his most underrated movies. Yeah. Quick Change. Mm. Randy Quaid, Gina yeah. Davis, so good. I, yeah. I, I think that one's underrated. Um, of course, you, you mentioned the, the Stripes, Meatballs, Caddyshack. That was one VHS tape for me, baby. Six oh, hours. I put I it in. I watched the whole thing. Rewind. Start over. Start over again. But uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. He's the dentist. So yeah. good. Yeah, a lot. Obviously, Space Jam, yeah, Wild well, Things. We go a lot. You can just go on and on with him. Now, uh, playing Red at the bar, one of the one of the guys that Chicky hangs out with, Joe Adler. We oh, know. Oh, oh Sorry. Before we move on, yeah, our our Peter Farley thing. He was in Kingpin, Osmosis Jones, and Dumb and Dumber. All uh, all Peter Farley movies. Oh, this is true. So we do have that connection. I meant to. We do. That, we yeah. do. Now, Joe Adler playing Red. We know him from the Maze Runner television show, The Mentalist, 
television show Twin Peaks, All Rise, American Crime Story, Damnation, Grey's Anatomy, mostly television, if you haven't noticed there. Right. Uh, playing Noodle is Christopher Reed Brown, uh, Down Low, television show Elementary, uh, Get Christy Love. I love that one. I don't know what it is, but I'm curious. How much? Uh, cheerleader. And, of course, The Mysteries of Laura. So, again, younger guy, up-and-comer, newer, newer movies. That's how you keep the budget down. Well, you got to cut money somewhere. Uh, Brendan, played by McGregor Arney. Thrasher's young adult, brother's keeper, the collector. Again, television, streaming, that kind of stuff. Uh, playing Leary, Hal Campston, uh, Bilched, Maddie's Red Hot, uh, The Walking Dead, The World Beyond, and Nine Perfect Strangers. Interesting. We're going to get Nine Perfect Strangers in. That's a really good, you know, limited streaming show that we got to do. Uh, now... Let's go over to Vietnam, because part of this movie, most of it is in Vietnam. Uh, Spoiler alert. Bartender Heen is played by Tai Ho Lee. Now, the reason I bring him up, he's critical. He's the bartender in the bar where the journalists hang out in Saigon. Uh, Tai Ho Lee, though, is in X-Men Days of Future Past. He was in Casino, the television series, Rising Sun. He's in the television series Arrow. And the Lady Assassin. So we have him in a few things. Things that we would know here in the United States. Uh, also, he has uh, credits from Asia as well. But these are the ones we would that know. That we would know, right. Now, hanging out at the bar with him is Arthur Coates. Now, Arthur Coates is the American journalist played by Russell Crowe. Kind of a big deal. Not necessarily in the movie, but... It's Russell Crowe. He is Russell Crowe. And again, lots of movies, but let's just rattle off. The big ones. Gladiator, featured in the book Christ Culture and Cinema. Great movie. Beautiful Mind. Fantastic Huge. movie. Oh, by the way, in the movie last week we covered Top Gun Maverick, the uh, femme fatale in that movie uh, was in Beautiful Mind. Beautiful with Mind. Him. Mm -hmm. uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. It's a favorite. Christ Culture and Cinema. Fa favorite here, Christ Culture and Cinema. One of, the, one of the finest movies ever made, L.A. Confidential. I love that movie. You say that. i got to watch it. Oh, oh, it's a good movie. He was, in, he was in Les Mis. Yeah, singer. Most recently, right now, on uh, the big screen, The Pope's Exorcist. That one looks a little creepy. Just it saying. Uh, Not we, creepy. Yeah, we know him from Cinderella Man, a movie we haven't done yet. 310 to Yuma. Yeah. I keep telling you. There's a scene in that I use for the health class for the junior high. And every time I watch the scene, it's one of those scenes they use to make a point. Yeah. I keep saying, I got to watch it. You got to watch it. It's so good. It's Haven't such a good movie. Yeah. Uh, Robin Hood. Yep. Uh, he's in Man of Steel. The Nice Guys. And oh, Russell, you just couldn't <laughs> help yourself. You tried. You really tried. Yeah. But you, you got sucked. You got sucked into doing Noah. Noah. And he was Noah. I mean, there's no escaping. You gotta it. take it. It you isn't like he one. was it wasn't like he was Shem Ham and Japheth. He yeah. was he was Noah. It's all on him. It was bad. It was really bad. Yeah. Did I, I mention it was bad? It was bad. It was really bad. I, I still have uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh yeah. yeah kind of yeah, yeah. goes along with that man of steel thing, I think yeah. the same part. Yep. Uh, American Gangster. 
Most certainly. Uh, Master and Commander. That oh, was one. That's uh, a great movie. It was loaned to me as a DVD, and then yeah. I never watched it. I had to give it back. So oh, I still have to watch that one. So good. Uh, Jeff Kinski. I wonder mm. if I ever told Jeff I didn't watch it. I hope he doesn't listen. Uh-uh. You're um, in trouble then. Yeah. Mystery Alaska and Quick and the Dead. Yeah. Great yeah. movies. He's just. And again, huge movies, but half of what I had from Bill Murray. Isn't just that crazy? That but he's not as old as Bill Murray either. Looks it. He has time. Well, he does. Yeah, at least in this movie. Well, Maybe Bill Murray looked purpose, really old in this movie. He did. I, I think they aged him up a little bit, though. Well, I'm going to go with that. Now, playing uh, uh, Woodfull, who's another one of the. Uh, 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 journalists in the bar in Saigon is Deanna Russo. And we know her from the television show Two and a Half Men. Crossing the ice cream truck, satisfaction, being human, burning love, tainted love. Oh, she came in the reboot of Knight Rider. Knight Rider, huh? Yeah. And you always got to recognize when somebody's career is tied to soap operas, the young <laughs> and the restless. <laughs> Gotta cut your teeth somewhere. That's right. Now, playing another one of the um, journalists is Luz, played by James Laver. And, and I couldn't find hardly anything on James Laver. Yeah, um, it said the cave and... Down with the Clown. Did you see that one? Down with... I've never yeah, even weird. heard of it. Uh, product, product Wars... An M E M. I don't even uh, know what that is. AI love you. Is that supposed to be artificial intelligence? I, mm-hmm. AI love you. I don't know what the. It could be. I don't something know. weird. I we'll go with that. Now, those are the kind of journalists, and obviously Russell Crowe is the main, and he's going to have uh, some quality time with Chicky Donahue, played Donahue, played by Zac Efron. Now, yeah, don't expect to see Russell. I mean, he, there's a little cameo early when he first gets to, to Saigon, but then it's later in the movie. Later in the movie, I after thought. After he makes his round, that he becomes a big yeah. part. Now, playing Oklahoma, who is oh. the street cop in Saigon, traffic yes. cop, is uh, uh, Kaye Tran. Play, uh, and he's only been in two things I ever heard of because most of his stuff is Southeast Asia Noobs and The Curse. He has got one coming up. Called Being Mortal oh. with Bill Murray. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I don't know what Being Mortal is, but I, Bill's in it. I'll check it out. I don't know. And then the uh, another one in this, uh, it's another one of these characters that kind of comes in, goes out, is the CIA agent, the real CIA agent, played by Paul Sloan. And this one shocked me. He was in The Scorpion King with The Rock. That's going into the Wayback Machine. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, by the way, he was in The Green Book. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. done by uh, Peter Farley. Uh, Vigilante Diaries, Take Back, Alice in Chains, and Made in Heaven. You know, it's been in a couple of things I recognized right off the bat. And, and I would tell you, Scorpion King was a pretty, pretty funny movie. You know, as, uh, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's uh, it's old. Uh, you, you know, you're going back into uh, time a little bit there with that one, but it's a it's a pretty good movie. Uh, now. The next ones I have, and it's, these are the last ones I have, because there's obviously family members of the yeah. of these guys, but there's so many we'd be here forever. Let's get to the soldiers. These are the soldiers. Yeah. Now, playing Rick Dugan is Jake Picking. And Jake Picking uh, has been in Only the Brave, Dirty Grandpa, of course, crossing over with Zac Efron there, Hollywood, a uh, little movie called Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, he played uh, Harvard. We did that last week. And I told you. Yep. I told you. He's he critical it. in this movie. Yep. Patriot's Day, The First Lady, and Angie, Angie Tribeca. 
Yeah. Long television there. Blockers. Yeah, he's been in a, quite a bit quite yeah. a bit of stuff, you know? Good. Now playing Bobby Pappas is Kyle Allen. Uh First Night, West Side Story, uh Rosalind Space Oddity, American Horror Story, The Path. Strangers. Yeah, a lot of episodes of The Path, but I've never heard of it. Never heard of The Path. Uh, Made me want to kind of check that one out a little he, bit. He played He-Man, Masters of the Universe is coming up. Really? Or it will be, yeah. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Yep. Probably had to put on a little bit of weight and muscle for that. I would think so. Uh, playing Tom Collins is Archie Renault. We know him from, oh, the worst <laughs> MCU movie ever made. I haven't seen it yet. Did you go to it? It's, I didn't go to it. It's just terrible. It? Oh, my gosh. It's painful. Uh, Morbius, just bad. Uh, Catherine called Birdie, Voyagers, uh, Shatter and Bo- uh, Shadow and Bone, Zero, Gold Digger, and Hannah. Hey, he's got one coming up called Alien Romulus. I don't know where it falls, if it's part of the Alien franchise or what, but it's coming up. Know. We'll find out. Yeah. That'll be interesting. And playing uh, Kevin McClune is Will Will Pop. Rop. I want to go with Pop just you for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I knew somebody. Yeah, like Will Rop. Uh, the Fallout. The Way Back. Amy and Rob are getting a divorce. I have uh, Amy and Peter. Is it Rob? Oh, maybe it is Peter. I don't know. Eh, Rob, It Peter. doesn't matter. I've never heard of it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. Whoever it was, Amy didn't want. Silk Road. The Claw. The Claw. Yeah, so it's been in a few things, but nothing I've really heard nothing of. Nothing that made sense. And then Tommy Minog. I just love it. It's Tommy Minog. How you doing, Tommy Minog? I love that. Is played by Will Hockman. Master, Let Him Go. Blue Buds. Sophie and Jacob. Uh, he was in the movie Paterno. Uh, yeah, it said uh, it said fourteen episodes of Blue Bloods, and that must have been an old uh, take because uh, early he, on, yeah, he's been in almost all the episodes lately. Yeah, Low Lives, so. uh, another movie called Fifteen. Never heard of it, but yeah. these are the soldiers. Is that all? Yeah, I got one I, more. Who do you got? Uh, I got Matt Cook, who played Lieutenant Habershaw. Oh, okay. Only because you know he was in Champions, uh, Chippendale, the Rescue Rangers. Yeah, being the Ricardos. Uh, I thought that's and a good movie, by the way. I the watched that. That's really good. It's I, not bad at all. I don't think I've seen the whole thing, but uh, that uh, I think it's is it Julia Lewis Dreyfus, a man with a plan. No, it was uh, the one from French, Joey, uh, Matt LeBlanc. Oh, uh, sixty nine episodes. So he was a uh, obviously a main character with that. So okay. anyway, that's who I have. So we say this movie is is poorly named. Because when you hear the title, you go, it's a comedy. And yet, as we're going through the characters, you're hearing soldiers, Saigon. So, obviously, it is set in the time frame of the Vietnam War. And this is Lyndon Baines Johnson as the president of the United States. This puts us in the mid-1960s. He is now the president. John F. Kennedy is dead. We uh, are in war in the the land of Vietnam. and this takes place in Inwood section of the Bronx, New York, at a basically at a bar. Uh, and as they're at the bar, there's this group. Chicky Donahue is kind of the ringleader, but but Chicky is the consummate underachiever. Whatever Chicky does, Chicky does not finish. Chicky gets a job. Chicky quits the job the next day, and he's sitting on the bar stool. His parents are like, you know, why the boys are all fighting the war, and what are you doing, you Chicky? Doing? You're sitting your, you're sitting your fat butt on a bar stool. I mean, it's, it's That's priceless. That's pretty good. 
You know, I'd say, well, I grew up with Chicky Donahue's, let me tell you. So here they are in the Bronx, and they're talking about the war. And, of course, the colonel who fought in World War II, you know, it's like, we're doing this for freedom. We're doing this to, to, you know, to protect the world, and God bless our boys. And Chicky's sister, Christina, is out there with the protesters uh, that this is a, you know, this is a, a legal conflict that people are getting killed senselessly. And Chicky doesn't know how to process all this. Compounding the matter, Chicky's friends from the neighborhood, Rick, Bobby, Tom, Kevin, Tommy, all these guys are over in Vietnam. And they want to support him. And, uh, you know, it kind of kind of comes to a, a culminating moment where they come across a protest and Chicky's all worked up. There's his sister ripping signs out of people's hands because we should be supporting our boys. And Definitely uh, a little uh, strife there in the family. Yeah, well, and he's getting a little worked up about it. He's back at the bar and he says, you know what? We need, we need to support our boys because we need to support, support the boys. And what we need to do is, uh, you know what? We need to bring them some beers. We need to bring them some cold exactly. beers. We need to bring them some beers from the neighborhood and let them know we're supporting them. And they're like, yeah, yeah, this is a great idea. And I love it. The colonel takes out a, a baseball equipment bag with the bar name on it. And he says, yeah, yeah, you got to bring the you got to bring the beers in this bag. That way they know it's from us. So they concoct this crazy idea to bring beer to their friends in Vietnam. An active war zone, of which they only have the images from the media of what it looks like. Well, how nice it is, right? <laughs> We're in charge. Everything's under so, control. So Chicky has a longshoreman card. He, he hooks on with a, a ship going from the port of New York all the way to Vietnam with ammunition. It's an ammunition ship bringing, you know, the, the bullets, the bombs, etc. for the war effort. And Chicky signs on, and, and this is where it's funny in the movie. They just kind of fast forward over the trip. It was a three-month trip to yeah. get from the port of yeah. New York. There's nothing on this shit to, to talk about. So it's like, oh, we'll just, we're done. So it's next over. thing you know, Chicky is in Vietnam. He's yeah. He pulls in the Vietnam. He gets off the ship, and the guys are like, you got, what was it, 48 hours? Yeah, he, he thought it'd be easy. I'm going to go drop some beers with my friends. I'm going to go drive up, yeah. go see this guy, I that need, guy. How 48-hour pass. He's thinking, and obviously he's thinking locally like a guy from Inwood in the Bronx of yeah. New York. He's he's looking at this and saying, like, yeah, how can this be? You know, take uh, take the subway or something there. You know, how bad can this be? Not realizing, number one, it's a war zone. And number two, it's a foreign country. And number three, you don't even know who the enemy is. <laughs> and he's not exactly a clean-cut guy. If he tries to hitchhike, he would definitely stand out. And bit. he's dressed like a tourist. Yeah. Okay, now, as he comes off the ship and they're telling him, you got 48 hours, he runs right away into one of the guys. And they're like, Chicky, what are you doing here? Yeah, we, we, you're the guys, me with the bar. We thought this would be a great idea. We're going to bring you some beers. You know, Chicky, we, we have beer here. And, uh, but, but these are beers from the neighborhood. So he's handing out beers, and you know the guys are. In, do you know what beer it was? Uh, bud. PBR uh, baby. Pabst PBR? Blue Ribbon. And the reason that is significant is my my late grandmother. Uh, PBR had a brewery 
just over the river from New York City in New Jersey. She used to live right around the corner from the brewery. I knew we were getting close to my grandmother's house when I saw the big PBR, the <laughs> Paps Blue Ribbon, you know, oh sign on the brewery building. So that, that was kind of cool for me. It was like, this is, they chose the right beer, you know. So here, here he is. He's giving out the beers, and this guy comes up, you know, a commanding officer. What are you guys doing? Eh, Chicky came here. You know, he's giving us beers from the neighborhood. He's a, he's, and he goes, he's a tourist. Oh. oh. And the guy just goes, oh. Okay, carry on, and walks away because he thinks he's in the CIA. Anytime they use the word tourist, they think he's in the CIA. CIA. So Chicky hitches a ride on a helicopter up to go see... Everybody's willing to help him then. Now everybody wants to help him. And he, oh, yeah. They, they hitch him a ride. He goes up to a base where he's going to get on a helicopter, and then he's going to fly to see Rick Dugan because they all think he's CIA because Rick Dugan is in North Vietnam in a hot zone. But Chickie has no idea what that means. No. And Chickie gets to the hot zone, and, and right away when they call Rick from out in the field where he is being shot at by the Viet Cong. <laughs> they call him in. they got to come in right away. And he's like, Chicky, what are you doing here? Well, you know, the, the guys and I at the bar, we wanted to come support you. So we brought, we, we brought you some beers. Uh, Chicky, oh Chicky, you're an idiot. And we have beers here, and you're in a war zone. And they make him go back out to his position and bring Chicky with him. So now Chicky is sitting in a foxhole with these guys having the Viet Cong shoot at them. And Rick just wants to get him out of there. But he's like, you know, Chicky, your heart's in the right place. But, but your you're brain, an idiot. But you're an idiot. Yeah. And what are you doing here? He gets him out of that zone eventually. And now he's flying because they still think he's CIA. They put him on a helicopter and they're flying him back where he's with another CIA agent, a translator, and somebody from the Viet Cong. And you know, it's a hard scene in the movie as, as Chicky watches an interrogation. And ultimately, this guy gets thrown out of the helicopter. <laughs> gets killed. And he gets killed. And Chicky is like, oh, my word, this is horrifying. And the CIA agent realizes Chicky's not CIA. Yeah, he doesn't exactly handle it. The gra- I mean, he doesn't give it away. Right. But he looks way nervous, more nervous than a CIA agent right. should look. Yeah. Right. Now, as he makes his way, and he has to kind of run away because the CIA, he thinks the CIA agent may want to kill him. Oh, they did. You know, so he disappears and makes his way down south, back to Saigon, and back to the hotel where he really engages with these... Uh, well, it was actually pretty intelligent. The scene where uh, here he's trying to get a, a, a lift back. Mm-hmm. And the guy tells him, well, I can do that. And he goes, go ahead and go out to the car. I'm going to use the bathroom. Yeah. And he sneaks out and looks. And sure enough, he sees somebody waiting with a gun in the back of the truck. Yeah. Yeah. So he takes off and makes a run for it. And they come after him. You know, it's it's so pretty he, smart. He disappears into the jungle, tracks yeah. his way down, ultimately gets to where he needs to be. And gets back to Saigon where he runs into the cop, Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. who helps him get, you know, uh, he goes to the bar where he really engages with Arthur Coates and the other uh, media people. And he just wants to get home. He now at this point, the embassy, I want to go home. And the problem is, as he gets to the he uh, he gets to the shipyard, the ship is gone. Yeah. It left early because it was a munition ship. It unloaded and left early. But they told him if they can, if he can catch up with them in the Philippines, he still has a job and he can still get home. So while he's sitting there with Arthur Coates and trying to figure this all out, he's got to get to the embassy. The embassy's going to get him a flight. 
Uh, they kind of do. They kind of get come back the next day. We'll have it all set, right? And uh oh, yeah, uh oh. Well, while in the bar, the Viet Cong blow up the ammunition dump that's near Saigon, and of course, one of his friends is there. You know, they take over the. It's it's a mess. So at this point, poor Chicky, all he wants to do is get home, but he also still wants to carry out his greatest beer run ever. He wants to go check on his friend who worked in the munitions dump, Um, and. Throughout all of this, he had some things that the parents of these people gave him. He was trying to deliver to these folks. And the one guy was killed over there, and the mom sent him socks, and he gave it to another one of the guys. There's some real sentimental moments here because it's good. Chicky's yeah. heart is absolutely in the right place. And but, it, you know, <laughs> heart hey, is a, a sweet gesture. Yes, it was. Yes, it as was. poorly uh, thought out as it so was. So here's the miracle. You know, Arthur Coates really befriends him as a reporter. They go out to the munitions dump. He uses his press pass to get him in as they're looking for his friend. Yeah. And and I think Arthur Coates had such a great line about the whole scenario of war to him. Because he said, Chicky basically says to him, this is nothing but chaos and and murder. You know, it, it's killing. It's chaos and killing. Mm-hmm. And Arthur Coates looked at him and said, Chicky, that's what war is. It's, you know, it's, uh, and he said, my responsibility is to report it. And the tension is Chicky is always saying to him, um, Chicky is always saying to him, you know, what you put on the news influences what people are back there. You need to show some of the good things as well as some of the bad things. You need to show some of the hard things as well right. as some of the sentimental things. I know you have a quote from the movie that's beautiful. Well, there's, there's a quote right here. Bobby Pappas is the one that first says, you got a good heart, chick. It's your brains I'm worried about. And, yeah. then, and then the actual quote that you were just talking about with yeah. him in Coates, yeah. where he says, don't be dumb, Arthur. This ain't no war. It's mass murder. And that's what Coates says. Uh, that's what war is, chick. It's one giant crime scene. Yeah, 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 very difficult. I think it's I think it's so incredibly well done. And you know, as we're looking at this, it yeah, I, I there's so many ways we could go with this movie and culture. And you know, wars are inevitable. You know, they really are because wherever war is, that's where you're going to find people and people who are sinful. And, and I really started thinking about. Um, it's from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. It's it's Matthew chapter 5. Uh, you know, Jesus says, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than the others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You, therefore, must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And, and I think Chicky keeps running into this in this movie. Because what does he want to do? He wants to help his friends. He wants to show his friends they support him and love him. And friends get that. Right. They get the sentiment, but they're saying, Chicky... We're in the middle of a war, and this is dangerous, and people are dying, and we're just trying to stay alive. Yep. You know, the one guy in the one foxhole uh, I thought was a very chilling part of the movie when he said he went home. He was out, and when he got home, 
he couldn't readjust. No. So he signed back up. And here he was, a frontline soldier in Vietnam. And that was so difficult for Chicky to digest. Um, you know, here's, here's a great, great uh, f- continuance with Chicky. This is Matthew 6. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in mm. order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is heaven in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and in the streets, that uh, may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received the reward, but when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that you get, your giving may be done in secret. And the Father who sees in secret... Real, will reward you. And in many respects, Chicky does this whole greatest beer run ever without fanfare. Mm-hmm. He does it without bravado. He, he, he sees it as a simple gesture to bless his friends. But I would tell you in this beer run, this, this crazy odyssey, and he finally gets out of Vietnam. Obviously, he hooks back up with the ship. He's been gone from home for half a year. I mean, think about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like six months. And his sister's like, don't you ever do that to mom and dad again. <laughs> you know, don't you chicky ever do that to mom and dad again. They're going to kill you. And I love that. He goes back to the bar, you know, and the guys are, oh, what are the boys doing? And I love that moment with Bill Murray where he goes, this isn't like World War II where you knew who the enemy was. Hmm. He goes, you don't know who the enemy is. It's chaos. And the boys are the boys are in peril. And he goes and he visits the parents of the boys he visited. And the one guy who who is his buddy, who he kind of convinced to go to Vietnam to do the right thing, you know, Chicky Chicky tells others to go. He's sitting his butt on a bar stool. And he wants to give the rosary beads back to the mother that she sent for the son. And she was just proud and happy that Chicky cared enough to try. Right cared enough to try and you know that's why i think i had us do this movie because my wife was watching it with you know she wasn't watching it first and all of a sudden she got drawn into it as we're watching this and you get to that last scene where you know the movie is kind of over and then all of a sudden on the screen it says you know chicky donahue shows the real the real guys yeah and Chicky Donahue came back from all of this, a guy who do nothing guy, all of a sudden went to college, finished his degree, uh, got into politics, realized he had to make a difference in the world. And then they show a picture of Chicky Donahue in the foxhole, that same picture that he showed the press guys that he was really up in North Vietnam, right. you know, in the war zone. And you and you went, oh, dear Lord, this is a real story. That somebody in their innocence was so compelled by compassion and care and love for their friends to, to do go. this. Yep. That he went and he didn't really think it through. And that that to me is a powerful, powerful message. This is a powerful movie. To me, this is not a war movie of is was Vietnam just or unjust? I I, I yes, there's some of that in it. But I think the power of this movie is the compulsion of care for friends, the power to support those that are out in harm's way. When you want to do something for somebody and you don't know what to do, yeah, do something. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, it's it's what 
a, yeah. a gesture that might not be exactly what you need or might be a futile gesture is still a gesture more than not doing anything. Yeah, you know, I, I, in, 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 in a very minimal way, this is what uh, we do up at our Fort Wayne Seminary. You know, I, I get a group of guys together and gals, and we go up there. We bring gifts. You know, you, you mow the lawn, I give you a gift. You, you clean dorm rooms, I give you a gift. You answer the phones, I give you a gift. You teach, you know, you teach systematic theology, I give you a gift. And, and it's not, I think, the gift that matters. It's a gesture. It's the, the fact that I come to Fort Wayne and do this. Uh, and it's kind of like, I, I was thinking about this on my plane ride home, it's kind of like being Chicky Donahue with a little more brain in my head. I'd like to think of it that way. Right. So I, that leads us, I think, to our question of the day. You know, where can you do such a gesture? To whom do you need to provide such a gesture? What's your greatest beer run that's looming out there in your life that you've never considered doing to support, to uplift, to bless, to, to let somebody know they're appreciated, loved, and cared for? Um, right. You know, I think that's where Jesus would want us to be. It's where this movie, I think, wants us to be. But, but remember, it is 2023. Don't take PBR. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, just you that can. Don't take PBR. You can take Pabst Blue Ribbon. It's a dollar at Ale House sometimes. You just know. Uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's old, it's old school, baby. <laughs> you know, I used to love as a kid, I have to throw this in there, you know, growing up in metropolitan New York, the other big beer up there was Schaefer. And you know what Schaefer Beer's slogan used to be? Uh, uh, they were the sponsors of, of the New York Mets on WOR oh, Channel boy. 9. Schaefer is the one beer to have when you're having more than one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. oh, man. Keystone Light could have used that. Oh, uh, I love I that. College, you know. Schaefer is the one beer to have when you're having more than one. <laughs> oh, what a slogan. <laughs> oh, my God. Nice. Now, if you're enjoying Christ <laughs> Culture and Cinema, and I think after this podcast, you might be questioning might that be questioning. a little bit. Why do I listen uh, to this? Consider leaving a rating, a review, or share this podcast with your friends. There are a lot of people listening to us now, and we'd love to have more. And also, don't forget, you can purchase the book, Christ Culture and Cinema, How Faith and Films Intersect, on Amazon. Now, we are in baseball season. You see, there was a lead in, and reason to my madness, you know, hey, the Mets are on, I think, a five-game winning streak. Uh, I don't care about the Mets. Cubs are winning. <sighs> you and the Cubs. Cubs. You, you got Cubs your got World Series in 100 years. You got to wait another 100. That's how it works. I don't think so. That's how you signed up. Now, I don't think so. Because it is baseball season, and I know we have a lot of baseball fans out there. There's a there's a family from one of my churches. I know they listen. Uh, the uh, Samantha Gonzalez, is, she's married now. Uh, maiden name was Coster, but Sam is a, a tried-and-true bleed Cardinal Red oh. fan. I know. You, yeah. Those Cardinal fans, they're everywhere. Whatever. Uh, but I'm going to go to a guy who was drafted by the New York Mets once upon a time and washed out in Major League Baseball injuries and the like, but found himself in a position as a general manager of the Oakland Athletics. One of the poorest teams in Major League oh, Baseball. Oh, yeah. Billy, 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 Billy. Oh, but Billy Bean created an incredible system to build a team using numbers and math. And that movie is Moneyball. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies.
Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. <laughs>